Hi, it's Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to the Magellan Network Show. My goal inside of this communication, this show, is to share with you my nearly 30 years of coaching some of the most successful financial advisors in North America. We're going to be talking about strategies, syntaxes, we're going to bring guests on from time to time, and I'm going to share with you what's working now. So think of this show as sort of like a little one-on-one kind of mini coaching cast, if you like, where we're going to be going in-depth from time to time on strategies to help you grow your business, get more effective, become more efficient, find balance in your time management, grow your business, and quite frankly, whatever else is going on in the world today. So before we get to today's episode, I'd love for you to do a couple things for me. Number one, make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're doing the audio, make sure that you give us a review on whether Spotify or Apple, you know, we'd really appreciate that. And quite frankly, that does help. It does matter when you rate things and like things and subscribe to things. It helps us get the word out to more of the industry. And lastly, I have a very special gift for you. Go to MagellanNetwork.net. So one word, MagellanNetwork.net. And I have for you a complimentary membership, 100% gratis, where you can tap into about between 50 and 75 hours of master classes, forms, tools, templates, and strategies. So please go ahead and uh, make sure you go ahead and get that claimed. Smash the like button and subscribe. And uh, please go ahead and leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're on. And now let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Uh, we're going to cover something today that I've never really covered before. Uh, we're going to call it P squared. So P with a little two. Now, what does P squared stand for? It stands for pricing and profits. You know, one of the things that I'm often asked by advisors is, hey, what should I charge or what do you see other advisors charging? Now, I'm sure there are industry surveys uh, that will justify pretty much any fee that you want to charge, but here is what I have found in my experience. Advisors will charge their marketplace what they perceive or their own self-perception of value and worth. And the reality is that it's woefully, in my mind, inadequate in most cases. And so let me give you some examples. And uh, what I'm going to do for the sake of this conversation on the pricing side, on the pricing side, is I'm going to break it up into what I call three channels, okay? And now some of you may only use one channel, some of you may only use uh, two channels, some of you may use all three channels, and hopefully that is the case here. So what are the three channels? Uh, number one, what do you charge for a financial plan? Uh, number two, what do you charge for asset management? And then uh, number three, uh, what do you charge for, which is, I think, the future of our business, that retainer-based financial coaching, consulting, planning model, which we'll get into that a little bit in our conversation today. So let's cover, let's talk, let's talk about industry, right? What is the average, right? Which is a terrible question um, because here's what most advisors do. And uh, in my space, now, granted, I coach advisors, but I've been guilty of it too, and I stopped this practice 10 years ago. We all worry about what everybody else is charging, 
right? I wonder what the person down the street's charging. I wonder what this firm is charging. I wonder what that firm is charging. And uh, I'm going to give you a great example. So let's just talk about financial plans. Now, I don't care if you uh, use uh, Money Guide Pro, eMoney, one-page financial plan. I don't care if you, you know, use the back of a napkin, right? Here's reality, right? I have clients that will charge $500, and I've got clients that will charge $5,000 for basically the same process, right? And when I say basically the same process, let me explain that, okay? We're talking about a W-2 couple, Right, so we're not talking about a business owner with you know 18 different LLCs or anything like that. We're talking about standard retirement planning. I've got clients that'll charge five thousand for that, and I got clients that'll charge five hundred for that. Or let me rephrase it: I've seen advisors charge five hundred. I've seen advisors give it away for free. That's a whole different conversation. So you can go from free, five hundred, five thousand for basically the same thing. Okay. So what do we have there? We have a a minimum ten x differential, right? And then, uh, if you're if you're not charging at all, then you know it's almost to infinity, right? So, how did you come up with the number? I'm gonna tell you how. For most advisors, what I have found is they come up with their pricing basically what I call the mouth test. Now, what is the mouth test? The mouth test basically is whatever number you can get out of your mouth without vomiting or puking on somebody is the number, right? That's your number, right? And uh, and look. The best strategy that I've ever used to help clients raise fees, I'll always say, what number comes to mind? Let's just say we're going to do a let's say we're going to do Money Guy Pro. Well, what can you charge for Money Guy Pro? What's the number that comes to your mind that you can get out of your mouth without you know convulsing? Thousand dollars. So great. Add twenty percent to that. Now we're at one thousand two hundred dollars. That's your number, right? Because if you can get if you can get out of your mouth easily, then it's not uncomfortable enough for you. So we got to go plus twenty percent. And what you'll find is been this has been my record throughout you know my entire experience is that when you do a couple of those for one thousand two hundred dollars you go oh my god these are a lot of work I need to get more then you go to two thousand I mean I've got clients today that are charging ten thousand dollars for a, a plan and they literally started at five hundred or a thousand dollars three to five years ago okay so remember if somebody says well Joe what's the right price the reality is it's going to be evolutionary anyway right so it's not like oh my god I get it right for all eternity. You've got to get it right for now, and then you go deploy it. So many advisors are so, you know, especially if you've been in the business for a while, are so are so freaked out about charging for financial plans because in their brain, well, I got to charge five or ten thousand dollars. I'm like, you'll never get there. It's too big of a river to bridge in your mind. So pick a number, and look. Let's be very clear. Also, nobody in our space is going to get wealthy on doing financial planning. Okay. Unless you're doing, unless you and your companies are pumping out thousands of plans a year, it's just, I mean, it, it's it's time for money, basically, right? And that's, for every human being, there's a limit to that, okay? So how do you come up with your financial planning fee? Whatever number gets out of your mouth, plus 20%. Now, I also, this is very critical. There are basically two types of scenarios that you're going to get involved in. The one I just mentioned, right? The nice and clean W two, some four hundred one k stuff, and and you know, away we go. You get involved in the business owner space, business owners, especially successful business owners. Which who else? What other business owner would you want to deal with? You know, that's an entirely different game. It, and the way I explain it is, it's a difference between doing individual wealth planning and doing four hundred one k's. Two different disciplines. Okay, so if you're going to get involved in doing business planning, coaching, and consulting, which is what I call it. I've got clients with initial plans, 
15000 25000 even $50,000 for initial plan. Because if you've got somebody that's got, you know, a seven or eight figure business, multiple entities, right? Investment, real estate, all sorts of jazz going on. Do not underprice yourself. You'll get slaughtered with the time. Okay. So again, in that situation, I don't see how you do a, a financial plan for a business owner for anything less than 5,000. My mind's probably closer to 10. And like I said, I've got clients that charge anywhere from 25 to $50,000 for the initial plan. Okay. So again, come up with a number. Get it out of your mouth, add 20% to that, be uncomfortable. And then always be raising your fees. Very important, okay? Next, let's talk asset management. Okay, here's another thing. I've got clients that charge 50 basis points, and I've got clients that charge two full points. So about a 400% differential. Who's right? Again, what do you think you're worth? Right, and I know some of you sit there and say, "Joe, I would never, I would never uh, take two points." Well, then, okay, fine. Then what would you take? What's that number plus twenty percent? You want to stay uncomfortable, and um, and by the way, all this boils down to how much revenue do you need from a particular client, a particular household? Because at the end of the day, like we're cobbling this together, right? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a project plan, right? Which we just talked about. AUM fees, any you know, fifty base points, two points. You know who's right? Who's right? And this is why it's fascinating to me. Almost after thirty years, that our industry still struggles with this. A lot of you do. What's the right number? The right number is the number you get out of your mouth. Okay, and if you get it out quickly, you're undervaluing yourself. You want to have a little angst, a little uncomfortableness when you're talking about pricing. And by the way. Never use the word, so bonus here, never use the word fee, right, or price. Hey, the investment for this project is, the investment to have me run the, your money is, the investment of, this is about investing in a relationship. This is about investing in outcomes. Nobody likes price or fees, okay? Keep that in mind, right? How you frame it matters, right? So again, on the AUM side, a number, right? Now, let's talk about the third channel, right? Ongoing. So after you do the plan, after you get the money going, right? And I'm not really going to talk about it like, you know, a products. I know some of you do products. I'm totally, that's cool. Uh, you're going to get paid on, look, the creator of that project, most likely an insurance company, they're going to pay somebody a commission. So you might as well be you, right? And again, you'll always do it in the client's best interest. So we're not going to really talk about that. But now as far as ongoing coaching and consulting, so again, we're gonna have two different scenarios here. We're gonna have Tom and Mary, W-2, right? Getting ready to retirement. Maybe they're five or 10, not, 10 years off from retirement, right? You've got some of their money, right? That you're deploying. You've done a financial plan for them. But they wanna stay connected. They wanna to talk to you once a quarter. They wanna do an annual review. How are you gonna price that? I've seen anywhere from $250 a month on a retainer up to $1,000 a month for a retainer. You know, a good way of gauging that, by the way, is household income, 1% to 2%, is a kind of a good place to kind of look uh, for that. And I know what some of you are going to sit there and say, well, Joe, you know, how about the asset management? What do we do there? I said, well, remember, these are different functions. So let me be very clear. It's where advisors, get, they screw themselves. You have two different functions after the project. Okay, I'm clear on that. You have a function of deploying assets slash capital, right? Whether you're running your own models, using third-party managers, 
whatever you're doing, right? You have you have to you're responsible for that. You can be sued for that. There has to be a fee associated to that. Okay, number one. Now, if we're doing financial coaching and consulting, right? Checking in, accountability, doing reviews. Well, that's a separate deliverable here, right? That channel. We need to get compensated for that. The model has always been, and, and I don't want to get, I'm, I don't want to get too deep into this because we can spend a lot of time on this. But I, I do want to address this. You know, if you look at our industry and the history of our industry, okay. And I'm going to talk for those of you who hope, uh, sidebar. So I will be in Vegas next week at Jolt slash the Snappy Cracking Conference. So if you're going to be there, come hang out. I'm going to be doing a, a talk just on this subject a little bit, um, and come introduce yourself. Love to love to meet you. So with that being said, let's have a little history lesson. So when our profession was established, oh, let's call it 100 years ago, is it was called brokerage, right? Which is the buying and selling of something, right? You have a buyer, you have a seller, the broker puts buyer and sell together. They receive a commission for that. Everybody sells, gets rid of something, somebody acquires something. And for decades upon decades upon decades, right, that's where our industry ran. And then lo and behold came the 90s, and all of a sudden now fee-based showed up, right? In other words, so instead of paying for the transaction, let's just charge you one flat rate. It's like all you can eat. It's like a buffet, right? And so we went from the commission game to now the fee game right? The AUM fee game, which I think will always be around in some way, shape or form. Okay. But now there's a new game. Now we're getting into, uh, we went, we got into the consulting game, right? The, the planning game, the advice game. Well, now we're going to get into the coaching game. We're going to get into the accountability game. That's the next evolution of our industry. And inside of that evolution, I've got, by the way, I've got, this is not hypothetical. The clients are run these models. They run very successfully. So it's not like I'm, you know, spitballing us here. And I'll tell you that when you run a, we'll call it a retainer model, right? So I got retainer, I do a plan for a fee, I run the money, and I do an ongoing retainer. Man, that's a home run for a client relationship, right? Because they value all three things. So on the retainer side, W2 again, you know, again, I say anywhere from $250 a month to $1,000 a month. Right from that perspective. Now, on the business owner side, it's a totally different animal. You know, I just had a client. Uh, we talked. We had to. He had to amend his ADV for planning. Uh, he's he's doing a twenty-five thousand dollar initial plan. We're going to take over all the assets, and we're going to be. I think we'll be pretty aggressive with the fee structure there because there's a lot of money there plus the K plan. And then ongoing, we're charging five thousand dollars a month as a fee to work with the entity and the owner's family right? As our financial coach consultant slash personal CFO. Okay. That is the future. If you want to play in the business space. So you get, and then whatever's going to come out of that, right? So again, what do we notice? Now, does it have to be 5,000? That's, I'm going to give you an example. 1,500, 1,000, 2,000, $2,500. You have to determine what you think it's going to be worth. Now, when we say what it's going to be worth, uh, I am not a fan of saying, well, I'm going to charge $150 an hour, which by the way is way too low, and I'm going to spend so many hours, because then we get into that game. That's not a game we really don't want to get into. It's really about with impact, what the impact is you're going to have with that entity, right? So we've got, you know, again, we've got our project, our AUM sleeve. And look, and I've got clients that will charge. If we're charging, you know, let's just say $5,000 a month on a retainer, hey, we could run all that money at 50 bips. And by the way, it's a, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a CPA, but I've been told 
because of the way you'll be treated as an outside consultant, that you will get a 1099 from the entity, because the entity would be the one to retain you, and therefore the business owner gets to deduct you where the AUM fees are no longer deductible. I'm not a tax expert, but that's what I've been told. So if you, if you take that in consideration and you want to work with a business owner, you have a real competitive advantage here because let's just say you're at one of these legacy firms, one of the legacy wirehouses, right? They can't run this model. They can't charge two, $3,000 a month retainer. They, they, there's no mechanism for that. So it really puts you at a real competitive advantage, right? So you can go down that road. So point being is this. Whatever you're going to charge, put 20% on top. Right, get uncomfortable, and don't be afraid to raise your fees. I have got clients, even in this environment today, raising fees, raising AUM fees on existing clients, right? Raising retainers on existing clients, and you know what you find? In ninety-eight percent of situations, all the fear was in the advisor's mind. If somebody's going to really push back at you, they are looking for an excuse to get rid of you anyway and a justification. Guess what? Give them that justification, open up a slot, you deserve better, right? It's time to stop living in fear and scarcity and uncertainty. And we as an industry need to be compensated for the value, the massive value we bring to the table, okay? So that's, that's segment number one. I was gonna, I'll just do this in one, one segment today. So that's, for, that's the first P of P-squared. Let's talk about the second P, that, a word called profits. You know, I just uh, did a con- had a conversation with my Magellan Network Pro group uh, in the morning. Every, every day we uh, release a little video like this, you know, a little shorter, of course. And um, we're talking, I go, hey, what kind of profit margin do you want? And like nobody knows the answer to that. Um, so let me give you a couple scenarios. And um, I'm going to kind of go off of maybe two different scenarios. One that you're kind of running your own shop. The other scenario is that maybe you're, you're involved in somebody else's shop, right, in essence. So let's take a simple client. And I'm, going to keep, and I'm going to keep this simple for just the conversation. So we're going to have a million-dollar household, and we're going to run a legacy model. We're charging 1%. We have $10,000 coming in top line every year. Okay? Simple, right? So I am at a major firm. Okay? I'm at a, listen, I'm at a major firm. So right away, I'm going to take a 50 to 60% haircut on that. In essence, I ain't paying the firm. I know the firm likes to think they pay us. My psychology is we're paying them. They're our business partner for good or for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, right? So I have, so out of $10,000 top line, now let's keep it simple. Let's call it 40%. Let's say you're at a, let's say you're at a 40% payout. So now I've got $4,000 net, okay? Now watch this. Now I'm going to work on the premise that you're going to meet with this person twice a year for a couple hours a meeting. Do a semi, you know, semi-annual review. Every month, you're going to reach out to them or a member of your team's going to reach out to them, right? You're going to make sure their, their estate plan's done. You're going to rock star everything you do. And so there'll be some phone calls in between, some check-ins, stuff like that. So just, just keep that in mind, okay? So now I'm at $4,000. Does your firm, in this scenario, does your firm cover all of your expenses? So your marketing expenses, maybe you have a part-time assistant that you got to put some capital into, right? How about your coaching, training, personal development? Yeah, I know that I know they do it pre-tax, but it's still your money. Don't forget that. Okay. So let's just say out of four thousand, let's say there's another thousand dollars in unreimbursed business expenses for this house allocated, right? And the way you allocate it very quickly, there's a lot more precise ways to do this, but here's a simple swag. Take all your business expenses, divide it by number of households. That kind of gives you a little sense of what's going on in your business, okay? Very simple. 
So uh, let's say I've got another thousand dollars for unreimbursed. So now for, I'm so I went from ten thousand to four thousand to now three thousand. What am I missing? What am I missing? Oh, taxes. And if you're one of those lucky people living in a, in a state that has taxes in Florida, we don't. Uh, you're probably paying, and if you're a rock, any kind of little rock star, you're probably at probably around fifty percent tax bracket. Okay, so I go from ten thousand to four thousand to three thousand to fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars on a ten thousand dollar top line. Okay, now. What happens if we take it down by 50%? Now, I've got a half a million dollars. Let's say I keep the same ratio, $5,000 top line, right? Well, we know that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be down almost 2000 right? But I'm down to on 40%, 2000 I still have that $1,000 unreimbursed. I'm down to 1000 And now, I got to pay tax. Hmm. Get skinny real quick. All right? And I'll quickly do the RA side uh, or the independent side. So, let's say... I'm going to keep it simple. I know some of you have grids and like 90% payout, but I, I want to keep the math simple here. So I'll take that same scenario. You have $10,000 top line. You have to pay your own expenses now. So it depends, again, how you run your business. But, I mean, typically, if you've got any kind of scale scope and you're doing a really good job, you're probably going to be somewhere around the 60% margin rate. So out of 10000 I get 6000 right? And out of 6000 I've got to pay tax on that. And so that's going to leave me, let's keep it, keep it simple, um, it's going to leave, give me 3000 right, on that. So 30% gross margin. So you have to understand margin. So here's really the conversation. You have to make sure you make a profit. Trading time for money is not profit. It's just trading time for money. Remember, there's your salary and then what your business is allowed to make in terms of profit. Most people don't think that way. Most advisors don't, Okay. You, in essence, I want you to treat yourself as an employee of your business. So if you were going to sell your time to your company, what is your time worth? And uh, there's a very simple way to kind of swag it if you like, because again, there's so many different scenarios, we can't go into them here, but I want to give you a sense of it. Again, this goes back to the man or woman in the mirror. So if I said to you, you know, look at the other professionals, the CPAs, the attorneys, what do they charge per hour, right? The good ones. I'm not talking about somebody starting out, somebody that would be your contemporary, your uh, a comparable, right, in essence. And let's just say it's $250 an hour. Okay, well, then that's your number, right? So you're charging your business $250 an hour every day, right? There's your number. And figure that out and understand your levels of profitability. Most advisors, you know, and what I found, is they willfully undercharge small relationships. You will lose money that way. Because, and, and here's where it matters. And I don't want to get into the different business models because we can be here for hours and we're not going to do that today. But let's just say, you know, let's kind of, we'll, we'll talk about the solopreneur ensemble enterprise, right? Give it simple. If you're a solopreneur, that's pretty self-explanatory, right? And again, solopreneur, warehouse, independent, doesn't matter. It's you. Maybe you have a part-time assistant, or full-time, that's fine. But there's one, there's only one of you doing reviews. There's only one professional. You have to guard your client slots incredibly because you got to make sure every client, you can't have, you can't have loss leaders. Every client has got to be pro, a minimum. You have to establish a minimum base of profitability and then go minimum, not maximum, minimum. Because you're only going to have 100 to 200 client slots. That's it. And if you jam them all up with a bunch of $2,000 households, guess what? You're a nonprofit. You're not making money. 
Okay. So if you get into an ensemble where you have a junior a junior advisor, second chair, right? Well, then all of a sudden now they can again if they're salaried, right? You could probably get enough top line revenue into that seat where that becomes profitable. And I've got clients that will pay a junior one hundred twenty five to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. And they'll run a three to four, three to five hundred thousand dollars sleeve of business for us. Hey, that's profitable for us. You know why? We're not doing it. So if you're going to go ensemble enterprise, there are different economic models, and we're not going to discuss them here. But I've got clients that are look. I've got clients that are highly successful solopreneurs, and then I've got clients that run four or five billion dollar empires. Okay. There are different economic models, but the rules are the rules. So here's how I want you to leave this conversation today. Number one, number one, how did you come up with your pricing? Number two, raise your pricing. Next, start looking at client household profitability. And I'll give you a great example. I was talking to one of my clients. They're out of firm. It's a team, as a matter of fact. Um, they have a client, and this client is old school. I think it's like 14 or $15 million. That's not really relevant. They generate $60,000 a year of top-line revenue. Now, that's relevant. They're a trader. Two to three, four conversations a day, every day, sometimes not happy about things, right? Uh, doesn't like to accept responsibilities when things go, don't go the way they want. And uh, sort of abusive to the team a little bit, right? So very needy, high maintenance. Let me ask the question. 60,000 down to 30, right? Let's just, I'm going to keep the math. I know the firm's great. So let's go 60 down to 30, 30,000 net. Now, they I, I know they pay out of their pocket for some of their team, so I bet you that 30 is probably down to 20 to 15 real quick. Three partners, high tax bracket. Is that juice worth the squeeze? Interesting. Hmm. That's why we all need to think like business owners and understand pricing and profitability. So hopefully I enlighten you, open your eyes a little bit, take some action on this. And uh, once again, make sure you're subscribed to our our YouTube channel, our podcast. Like like the podcast. Write write a little review. That does matter. Forward this episode to three or five of your colleagues. Get let's help get the word out here. And uh, make sure you check out the MagellanNetwork.net. And uh, I will see you next week, probably from Nevada, when I'm on site doing leadership and doing the Jolt Conference. Have a great week. See you on our next episode. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode of the Magellan Network Show. Hey, if any of this resonated with you, I invite you to come to MagellanNetwork.net and we have a powerful group coaching community of like-minded advisors. Come in for a trial. You and I will have a one-on-one conversation. Let's see if I can help elevate your game both personally and professionally.